0: Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Having a good uh, good New Year so far. Right, how about you? Excellent. I'm also doing well. Uh, new Year is as cold as ever in Boston, but, uh, it's, you know, New Year, new possibilities. That's, that's what I always love about the, the time of year. It, even if I don't really have anything especially planned, I do just like the idea of like, you know what, it's, it's a new year. Time to brush off the old onto something bigger and better definitely yeah that's great so for my listeners who are not as familiar with your work how do you describe yourself and what you do
1: uh i describe myself as the average navy or retired navy guy you know uh, us military-minded people we think a little different we think outside the box we're always uh up and get things done, and then rest afterwards by taking our time patiently, going through certain processes, our minds go a little faster. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty much how, how I designed this book.
0: Hmm, okay, interesting, excellent. So, okay, so I think you may, you're one of the, f- I haven't spoken with it with as many military people on the show, so this is going to be great. Um, So, so you, yeah, so you're a writer and you've recently come out with a book, and we're going to get to that in one second. But before then, I'm I'm curious, what originally got you into writing and becoming a novelist?
1: Uh, I hate books. <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> this is going to be an interesting journey already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, when I was in school, I loved Hamlet. I loved uh, Romeo and Juliet. Um. Mm -hmm. And I uh, love books like that. But the problem was they they set them up to, they set students like me, we have a hard time reading and a hard time comprehending. We're set up for failure because although who art thou and that stuff that's in those books there, what's light through yonder window break. I mean, I don't comprehend that. I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. So I had to have a tutor or a certain person to come and explain what was going into translating Old English to American. Sure. English, you know, so that I had, un- so that I could understand it. And once mm-hmm. I got it down, it was good. Mm-hmm. But then they would give you other books to go home and read, or another chapter to go home and read. And that's where it failed because um, I'm on the spectrum of dyslexia. Okay. Uh, I have a hard time reading, and so books like that, and it's hard for me to track. And then they make you stand up in front of the class and and read certain uh, sections of that, or certain chapters, certain uh, volumes, um, verses, and I couldn't do it. And so I got frustrated, I'd get upset, and then I would get angry, and then I would shut down. Okay. So reading was hard for me, and I hated reading. And I'm one of those people that when people, when things are hard for me, I go out of my way and try to find something else, you know, reinvent a better way of doing things. Okay. And so what I started doing is reading comic books. And I'll notice that, hey, comic books are short paragraphs, to the point, and they're in modern terms so I can understand. I'm like, Mm -hmm. man, this is great. If only all books were like that. And I started finding out that, hey, there are probably books, books like that. But then as I got older, you know, getting the books with the pictures, you know, it didn't seem as cool. So, you know, you wanted to seem smart, even if you weren't really. So yeah. you buy a bunch of books that didn't have pictures in it, but only certain ones you could understand. Gotcha. So what I did was I just said, hey, when I grow up, I'm going to start writing books and I'm going to create a way for people to understand. Mm-hmm. And I did that. Uh, a friend of mine, we used to re-in- reinvent comic books. So, like our own little what if of comic books. And we started going, hey, you know what? What if Superman and Batman got into a fight, but they did this, 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 and they had other superheroes. And we started making our own uh, comic books pretty much with
2: mm-hmm. that.
1: We turned it around. And, you know, he, he was an a awesome um, artist. So, he went out he started drawing his own and went on his own way. And I started writing poetry. I started writing. But, you know, my pentameter and all this other stuff wasn't in there. I just wrote stuff that rhymed and sounded good and people would want to read. Okay. You know, and then I started writing um, short stories. and uh, But all of my stories had like a little twist, you know. Uh, instead of uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, it was Chester roasting on an open fire. You <laughs> know, things that would grab your attention and make you want to read, but then it didn't have all 10 pages of. The sky was blue. It was the kind of blue that you never saw before. Your eyes were burned from the, you know, it, it those were all that. The sky was yeah. blue and it was pretty outside. And then you went on because that's pretty much what action people want to see. They don't sure. want to go 10 seconds of that. you'll Tell me what outside looks like. Okay. Give me a, a small picture of what's going on. Give me a little bit of dialogue and then throw some action in there. Mm-hmm. And so I action packed it. So people who have ADHD and have a hard time focusing. It gives them short chapters to focus on those short chapters. Uh, the book that I, that I got published, it was a long process because I wanted to make sure that my daughter had dyslexia also.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I wanted to make sure that the font size were easy for someone who was hard to read, who had a hard time reading could read the lines without having to backtrack and or the eyes to skip back to the same line or skip over a line. It was easier to read physically,
0: mm-hmm. and then the
1: pages were uh, off-white. Which makes it easier for you to look at and read read also. So a lot of us, a lot of my book is built on people who have a hard time reading, and then the storyline yeah. itself. I have four different stories in there, and it's for people. It's about people who have difficulties, learning disabilities, physical and mental, social disabilities. So the reader can relate to the characters on that spectrum.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's a so yes. Yeah, okay, well let's get into your book because I I find that part. Absolutely fascinating, uh, because when you usually hear about you know people who are writing stories about fictitious characters, especially with supernational powers, they are superhuman and it's like what you know what what it's not necessarily relatable they're just like you know visions of somebody's uh ideal you know whatever person uh, but your your characters have flaws and i find that to be very interesting because you don't often read about characters with that so where i mean you've described a little bit about your background with having dyslexia but where did the idea of having flawed these like supernatural flawed characters come about and and why why did you choose to kind of push that deep into your story
1: Uh, you know as a kid i didn't really focus on that you know i I grew up with superheroes but you know, the superheroes I grew up with back in day were like the yeah, actual live action TV shows, Shazam, mm-hmm. you know, ISIS and stuff like that. Um, and then I, as I got older and grew up, I had a kid, my son, and we went to a KB story store in the mall uh, out here where I live. And I was looking for a black superhero for him. And there was none on the shelves, And mm-hmm. the lady actually told me, well, we have a Michael Jordan doll. You know, like a Michael Jordan. A good basketball player, but he's not a superhero, <laughs> right? So, I, so it got me thinking, you know. And this is back in uh, the late '90s, early 2000s, where there are not as many like there right now, and we're doing great with uh, the different uh, ethnicities and superheroes, different cultures and stuff like that. But uh, a while back, that wasn't like that. And my, I have a nephew. I have a couple. I think like actually a couple cousins who have uh, physical and mental disabilities. Mm-hmm. There are no superheroes with them out there. Right. There is no, uh, with the exception of Jessica Jones from um, Marvel, mm-hmm. there are no superheroes out there with PTSD and other disabilities. You know, there's no, super, they really don't talk about superheroes who were abused as a child. And and then they have that, um, that stigma and that thing that they have to overcome. Like one of my characters, he has Stockholm Syndrome. You don't hear about that too often. A lot of people don't even know what Stockholm Syndrome is.
0: Right. Yeah, because, you know, again, part of it is, you know, when you think about, you know, the, the major mainstream superhero characters they are. I mean, yeah, they don't really have, like, flaws. They are super representation. So I think it's amazing that you focus on this. So, okay, so let's, so your book is called Rise of the Sons of Darkness. What, what initially made you want to write this book?
1: I wrote this book because I wanted to let people know that there are not always silver linings to your life. Everyone doesn't, everything doesn't come out rainbows, you know, like in the TV shows, you know, sometimes when you're down and out and you're in a slump, you got to make the best of what you got until you're, you're able to get out. And sometimes Mm -hmm. once you make the best, sometimes you just get happy with where you are. It's like, you know what? I built a house and a foundation of where I am, and I and I'm I'm here, and this is where I'm going to be. And sometimes you just make the best of that situation. Not everyone gets to, to grow up and live in a mansion, you know, make a good rap career or whatever out of themselves, and then they go live in a ten story house. Sometimes you have to be happy with where you are and be satisfied with what you with what you have. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, rising from the darkness is. The darkness itself is not evil. It's just when you're down and out. You have to rise to the occasion like these characters did, but sometimes you know you have to be happy with where you are and be happy with with yourself because if you're not happy with yourself, you can't become happy with anything else because you're still gonna have that that hole uh in your soul that you need to fill,
0: yeah yeah, that's great i mean it's i mean it it's 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 more of like a you know a a true to True to life type of of superhero type of uh, environment where where it's everything is not sunshine and rainbows. So I I really appreciate that kind of stuff. So obviously, you know, there's a lot of of what you've done in the past that influences your writing now. Is there anything you can point to of like instances or you know beyond the fact that that they've got um, some disabilities that has influenced? From your past, that influences your writing style now and, and the topics that you focus on.
1: Uh, yeah, so I'll start with i uh, I'll start with a couple of my characters. The first character in the first section of the book name is named Zaryan Kane, and uh, he's a physically disabled vampire. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the book, he meets a friend, a human friend, and he has a crush on her, and he's falling in love with her but she doesn't see him that way and they never get together not like the the you know vampires these days you know once you get into the sunlight and they sparkle and everyone falls in love with them and he's like no he, he doesn't get the girl even though he's the main character he doesn't get the girl yeah and that's happened many times in my life you know you know you don't get that girl but there's a reason for it sometimes there's a reason for that and it's not because the person doesn't like who you are you are just two different people and mm-hmm. you, you just don't mess. It doesn't get you. Don't get together with that. Um, I have a female character in there. He was uh, captured as a prisoner. Her name is uh, Marcia. He was captured by a rival vampire uh, soldiers. She was captured, beaten, abused, and that actually happens in life. Uh, when I was in the Navy, I was a sexual, sexual assault victim intervention advocate, Dabby. Mm-hmm. And you and I got to work with and talk with her people who were actually assaulted to try to get them the treatment and help that they need and this her pers- um this character did not get that help, so she um she got p t s d and okay. she ended up getting herself with the help of, with the help of these uh with the supernatural power that helped her um escape. She learned to adapt into where she was at, but it wasn't until she got help from other people that she learned that, hey, it's okay to be cracked, fractured and broken and get help, you know? And sometimes when you have those mental scars, they don't heal. They just get, you know, you can manage them up like a regular outside wound with training and therapy, but that scar is always going to be there, Mm -hmm. Uh, just like a physical scar
2: interesting
0: yeah so with with the, the actual i guess books themselves how long from the idea of this to when you actually publish it about how long did that take
1: wow so um the idea started out when i was in high school and as i was um as i grew older and more mature i started changing and revamping it. And as I started building these characters, they actually started growing as I did, started evolving. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I need to get this down on paper. And so I met my wife in uh, 98. So around 99, 2000, I made my first draft and I showed it to my mother-in-law. And I made a few drafts before and I tried to get it published, but the quality of it wasn't that great just hadn't evolved like they are now. Mm-hmm. So when I finally made my final draft, uh, who wrote a book. Uh, she wrote a, a memoir cookbook. Okay. I tried to get it published then and, and no one would And it wasn't that Um, it was good, but it wasn't where it should be. So I went back, did some more soul searching. I was like, you know what? need to add a personal touch to each one of these characters and not just because of uh there are little pieces of each character that are me but i needed to make them realistic because having them on paper does not mean that they've lived life and have evolved like i have in the real world so mm-hmm. i had to put pieces of myself in those characters and make those characters real and real life to today's situation um, Stockholm Syndrome with the uh, with my werewolf, you know. He had he had an estranged father. My father and I, um, we became friends later on in life, but there was always some missing piece out of our life, you know. So I put that in there and find out and to try to find out what's going on with that. He has a mysterious past, um, and his father has a mysterious past. And he gets as he grew up, he got to see bits and pieces of his past, so like I did. So I put myself into that character like that. Um, I had a friend of mine who was uh, physically abused by his father and all he did all of his life was try to get his father to love him and to accept him the way he is and his father never did. He never knew why. And, it, and in the story, there's an alternative motive to that. And in real life, the guy never really thought that that was his son. So he treated them differently. So I meshed those characters together. And then when I got my final product, it took about another, um, actually I did, uh, finished it in 2018, around February, 2018. I was like, okay, I'm finished this. I want to get it published. I try to put it out to people and no one was taking the bait. So I decided to self publish. Okay. And, and that's what I did. And, and so I finally got put together and ready to go. Um, and was out in may April, august so it came out oh. in august of 2018 my first copy and i was like wow this is really good it's kind of what yeah. i wanted you know the, from the cover and uh, the color on the cover mm-hmm. it all messed together and it was almost like fate the way everything came together and i'm like yes this is what i want and so i put it out and uh i've got some pretty good reviews i had my um my second uh, big, actually my first biggest book signing, I was in um, Fort Leonard, Missouri, and I was sold out in two days. And oh, wow. uh, I, went back to, I went back to my hotel room, and I, the only book I had left was a display book, and the house cleaner said, hey, I saw your book there. It looked really interesting. I'm into science fiction, and uh I think I want to buy your book. Can you sign me a copy? I'm like, I don't have any more books left. I mean, If you <laughs> buy one, I can, if you buy one from like Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or from, uh, from, uh, outskirts, I can I find it when I come back here in a couple of months. She goes, well, you have one there. I'm like, yeah, that's a display book. You don't, it's just sitting there. You, through. you don't want that book. She goes, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm like, okay then. <laughs> there you go. And then I signed it for it. It was, it was great. I, so I met a great bunch of people in book signings.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, it's, it sounds like, again, and I, I read some of the reviews online. It's, Everybody who has read this really relates to the story and 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 loves your writing, uh, so I think that's fantastic. so what are you working on on now are you Is this going to be something where you're writing let's say like a trilogy or a a uh, a longer version of of the characters or have you moved on to something else
1: uh, there is a big cataclysm of events that are coming um and I mentioned that in the end of this book. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to introduce new characters because there are more people out there with disabilities and, and so a lot of things that I haven't touched on. Uh, the next book, the character that I'm going to introduce has uh, multiple personalities, but they think that they're schizophrenic. Okay. And But it's not. They're, and they think that it's multiple personalities, they think it's schizophrenic, but in actuality, they're, he's, the person is possessed by demons.
0: Interesting. And
1: so that's one of the, and, and that's why well, a lot of times people have multiple personalities and instead of saying, Hey, yeah, this person has different personalities and stuff like that. You're going to talk to this person and you're going to think they're fine. You're going to think they're normal. The doctors think that this person is, is uh, crazy, mm-hmm. but in actuality they have uh memory lapses, time lapses and stuff like that, that are part of the schizophrenia. Um, some of this, um, of the symptoms and it turns out that's just when the demon has possessed them and completely taken over and that person doesn't remember what's going on
0: very interesting so So, sorry go ahead so i'm
1: trying to put a lot of uh scientific facts into the disability so people on the outside can see the signs of certain things like my person with ptsd you can look at this person and see signs a person who was abused, you can see the signs because you've read the book and you go, hey, this person acting just like this guy in the character, mm-hmm. yeah, because they're showing signs of this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a person who actually is going to commit suicide, but until they get to that point, there are going to be little signs that this person has that we think, okay, well, he's just having a bad day, or that person just having a bad day, in actually, actuality, they're asking for help, and we don't see that, right? So these books, they're going to have a, a lot of problems. Uh, these supernatural, supernatural characters are going to have a lot of the, uh, the character um, characteristics that normal humans have with issues, flaws, and if we read these books, we learn about these flaws and learn about these characters. So get a little bit of it,
0: also. Okay. Okay. Excellent. So I I like the educational part of that too. Of like if you notice some of these these flaws or, you know, these personality traits coming out in people around you, that's, it's definitely something to, be, to look out for, which I think is great. So with, with what you've worked on so far, um, you know, a lot of writing a book and going through the process that you have also through your journey, there's a lot of putting yourself out there, which oftentimes can be fearful. You know, a lot of people like writing, but are afraid to actually put their work out there. How do you approach fear and how do you overcome it?
1: Uh, it just so happens that uh, I do, actually my actual job is I am in, I work for the uh, U.S. Marine Corps as a instructional group um, teacher. Mm-hmm. Instruction to the Marine Corps. So I teach them how to get up in front of people and that's kind of what I do. Okay. So the process of that being <laughs> making sure that you are prepared for your lesson, because when you're prepared, your outlook and the way you perform is way better than trying to pull from the hip. So get your storyline together. Get what you're going to talk about. What you're going to teach. Get that all set up. Get that in line together. And then once that's done, and you can go out and start performing. you Natural personality is going to come
0: through. Sure. Excellent, excellent. I like that. Be prepared. That always, that's always a good, good model on that one. The, um, so my last question is: With everything you've done and experienced so far, what would you say has been the best advice that you have ever received?
1: The best advice is um, my my godbrother asked me the other day: so "What is your motivation?" and I had no clue how to answer that question because there are just so many things in life that set me on this path, that there's not just like one little thing, it's a group of things. It's the people who go, hey, you know what? I read your book, man, and I was inspired, or I saw what you did, I saw your teaching, and I was inspired. Mm-hmm. So those people who are behind me who motivated me to go forward, you know, you gotta have a good team. And I'm not talking about a team of yes men, like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Or that other guy who goes like, you know what, everything you said, no, that's not going to work. You're going to fail. But a balance between those. Yeah, that's good. But that's not. You need to change this. I'm not trying to tell you this to be mean, but, you know, this is not going to work. And then filter that out and go, you know what, you may not think it's going to work, but I think it will. And if it does, great. If it doesn't, you know, you have a group of people behind you who, are there to say, okay, you fell down, dust yourself off, get back up, and go at it again. And so that's been my motivation. Uh Haters, a lot of people who look at my look at my personality, they talk to me and they go, "This guy wrote a book." And yeah, I'm not gonna buy this guy's book. And that's it's like, cool. why not? Because I know how this guy is. He's a um And sometimes he life. And so I don't think I want to read anything as fine. Mm -hmm. There are people who are like that. But if you take the book itself, look at it, read through it. Once you get through that book, I've had a lot of people go, you know what? I saw your book. I read it. And I did not know that you had this type of talent. I did not Mm -hmm. know it was you. And I also get a lot of people who look at the, who go, oh, you wrote a book? Yeah, no, really, you wrote that book. I, I did. <laughs> see the back there? That yeah. that, that picture in the back, that's not one of the monsters in the book. That's actually my picture. That's that's me. Yeah, I, I did that. And then it's just like the, looking at me, and I guess I don't seem like the uh, – maybe I should take a picture with a, a monocle and I'll, one of the big Sherlock Holmes takes or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and I put that on a picture. <laughs> like, yeah, see, now do I look more like an Arthur now, you know, that thing?
0: right yeah exactly you know it's well that's that's kind of what's great about writing everything else is is you know it's you don't have to fit into the mold of what people think a writer should look like you just write and let your talent stand for itself which it looks like you definitely have and that's fantastic so rob i want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me i really appreciate it if the listeners would like to buy your book see more about your writing um, or learn more about you, where can they go to do that?
1: So if you want to buy my book uh, right now, it's on Outskirts Press, uh, Barnes & Noble, and on Amazon. And it's on you can buy it in Kimball and eBooks also. Okay. And I also have a webpage, nightstories.com. That's N-Y-H-T-E-S-T-O-R-I-E-S.com. And I'll have, uh, and on that web page there, I have where my next book's going to be coming out, when it's ready. Um, I have where my book planners are going to be, um, appearances and stuff like that. So it's really cool.
0: Okay, wonderful. And I will make sure that I put links in the show notes so that people can click right through. Awesome. Again, awesome. thank thank you so much, Rob. This was an absolute pleasure to chat with you about your book. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you.